Hello, you're very welcome here to Purple Psychology Podcast. Um, you're here with Melanie Hoskin and, as always, Dr. Nisha O'Reilly. Hello. Hi, Nisha. Um, today, uh, we're on episode 93 and we're talking about books that inspire people. Yes. Um, so, I thought I'd go into some of mine and then I asked Facebook for suggestions as well and I got some suggestions from people. I know you don't really read that much. I don't. I, I don't. I, I just think I'm too clever. <laughs> um, so you haven't got an inspiring book then? Um, I do. I tend to read psychology books and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, yeah, no. Well, that was one of the suggestions from somebody. Introductions mm. to psychology. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I've read a lot of books this year. Um, the most significant one I've read is the biography of Pinbush. I waited a long time for an English version of this. Okay. So she was a German dance choreographer. She essentially invented dance theatre. Hmm. And since we seem to be on this team of INFJs, um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was one. I loved the book so much and I identified so much with just her whole way of expressing herself. I wish I had a stage to express my ideas. Um, but I actually ended up writing a blog post on it. Yeah. And it was a huge book for me. There's something profoundly comforting in me reading words of other INFJs. And I think the first time I ever realised this was when I read um, Fanny Flagg's books. I didn't know what I was so drawn to. Mm. And then later J.K. Rowling. And more recently, Ethan Hawke has written a few books. And there's Mm. one in particular that I recommend for a lot of clients, um, especially for a lot of young children, called Mm. Rules for Night. and that's night in, as in knights of the round table, yeah. armour version. Yeah. And um, it's a really interesting book. It's, um, we're not always that good about talking about values in a good way or mm. like our core ideals or realising who we really are. I suppose, again, it's that whole idea that INFJs do. They, they expect really complex ideas in really simplistic form. So it's a very simple book with huge core values in people mm. and it's really nice because it kind of transcends ages so you can recommend someone read it to their six-year-old but similarly you can give it to somebody of 60 it's okay. a really really nice book mm. um albert espinoza i've read a huge amount of his work this year read all is not all of it's translated from spanish into english yet mm. i really like reading books actually that are translated from other languages yeah i think there's a different cultural aspect there okay. um, and the yellow world i really think that his idea of the yellow people that he finds are really kind of all the infj characters that he's met along mm. the way so mm. it was really cool but the one that really stood out for me was um all the things you and i could have been if you weren't you and i and there's a real twist in the book but so it was it was a really nice book to read mm. um Suggestions from Facebook. Um, mm. All my friends are superheroes. Mm. Andrew Kaufman. Yeah, I'm going to get mm. used to the authors because okay. I can't read them. Yeah. Right. So um, what my friend said about this is that because everybody's good at something, mm. we were not always told that. So right. I really like the idea of that. Okay. Um, somebody suggested um, introductions to psychology. Um, funnily enough, another really good idea is mythology. Mm. There's one particular personality they're really drawn to reading mythology as mm. teenagers, mm. and there's a huge amount that you can get out of reading mythology stories. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Another one was Endurance. Oh, Frank A. Worsley. Yeah. So um, what people can endure, what... what suffering people can actually go through mm. and come out the other side yeah. and there's also the idea of who's actually remembered in society and this might actually go on to the next podcast mm. alright um, mm-hmm. feral children and clever animals reflections on human nature somebody said that they read this before they had a child themselves 
Douglas Keith Candland. That actually sounds like a really good book. Yeah, they said it really had an impact on them understanding the impacts of the environment on developing children okay. and the development of children. So yeah, that's one that's kind of been added to my wish list. Yeah. Um, the next one is another one that I tell a lot of clients and a lot of different age groups to read, which is The Alchemist. Mm, Paolo Coelho. Yeah, um, the other ones of his that I really like, The, the Alchemist is great, and mm. as the person who suggested said, like it really gives you a perspective of life journey. Mm. Um, the thing about The Alchemist for me is I think it's a really good book to read every 10 years because okay. your perspective changes. Right. So if you've read it once don't be afraid to read it again. Okay. And there's quite often times where it comes back around. Yeah. Um, Veronica Decides to Die is not really a book about suicide. It's probably his most autobiographical work because he was actually um, locked up by his family in the mental institution because he wanted to be a writer. Okay. Best parenting word there. Um, yeah. So, But Veronica Decides to Die is a brilliant book about um, understanding sexuality. Okay. Um, and 11 Minutes is another really good book um, and Breda I read this year which is the only book of his actually set in Ireland and that's a lot to do with um, the concept of soulmates Yeah. one book that I recommend an awful lot to people who struggle with this kind of mother-daughter complex relationships if you have a particularly nitpicky mother and you've never felt good enough and mm. there's a book called Hunting and Gathering okay Anna Gavalda. Yeah. So it's again, it's a French book which is translated, and it was yeah. a film with Audrey Tattoo a number of years ago. Mm. Um, it's a really lovely story. I really like it. Um, and the central character is an artist. And funny enough, another book that I really like art people to read is called Colour and Natural History of the Palette. Victoria Finlay. Yeah, I read that a number of years ago. Yeah. And I think it's, um, it's a really nice book for anybody that's really creative because it goes into the whole history of how each colour was invented mm. and discovered. Mm. And it gives you a bigger appreciation for the colours they actually use and how they've come about. And mm. um, so, yeah, and a, another book that I actually like for creative people is um, The Artist's Way. If you're hugely yeah. critical of your work um, and of your book, and of the ideas that you're putting down and it's a very good it's a kind of a workbook to help mm. you be more confident in your artistic and creative mm. work mm -hmm. it's a really nice idea mm. so yeah so i think there's a reasonable mixture of ideas there for people but mm. books are huge for me our books um, in terms of the different are different personality types drawn to different types of books yes very much so i recommend um, books to suit personalities but also to suit the themes. I think if you can find yourself in a character of a book mm. I've said this before, it's so much more than reading a self-help book. And there, are there personalities that are drawn more to um, kind of biographies or, or um, text and theory type books that yeah, then... Yeah, there's a whole series of students that we would recommend non-fictional books to rather mm. than fictional ones. Mm. But I do still think, even for those people, if you can find a fictional book occasionally to work through a theme, it can be really nice. Like, That Rules for a Night book. Yeah. What I really like about it is that it's all built into a story. Mm. It's not like 12 things you should have in your character to be mm. the best character, mm -hmm. which is a, a very boxy approach to something in a very kind of telling you to do something mm. whereas it's built into a story of this knight writing a letter back to his children mm. so there's an experience for people to explore there and are there personality types that just aren't interested in reading at all 
there's personalities that struggle to read because they're far more um, three-dimensional and they take far more information from the world around them. And so they really struggle to shut things down and to read in a two-dimensional way and actually find that interesting Mm. and find it dynamic enough. But there's huge benefits to learning how to do that. But but there is personalities who definitely struggle to like books or mm. to learn to read at young mm. ages. And I read enough, meet an awful lot of people who are completely book phobic or mm. really hate reading or really feel that they do hate reading and take a lot to get into it. But would they actually hate reading or would it be a, a lack of confidence or whatever growing up with them that made them think they didn't like books? No, they definitely, there's a distinct point where they hate reading, where they just don't find it interesting or don't find it absorbing. So how would they, um, would they listen to books? Would they use audio books? Sometimes you can use audio books to really get people into them. That really helps. Um, Mm. And sometimes actually reading on on Kindle um, and on iBooks helps as well. Um, mm. because it's it's a different kind of format and it's a different type of reading. Mm. And so once you can get someone to the point where they're actually interested in books, then you can get them back onto paperback books. You read an awful lot of books, don't you, Nisha? Yeah, I, I've now managed to reach the 60 mark this year, which is a lot. So me. that's like a book a week, but yeah. would it be more? Do you take yeah. a break? Like, Do you take a month break and read two books? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I constantly read. Um, it's just that it's kind of gone up this week because I'm listening to a few audiobooks and I read a kid's book, a really lovely kid's book called Moonlight. Very bizarre story. It was about mm. um, a guy waiting for his brother on death row. Okay. Uh, it, was a very, it was a very bizarre um, book. It's not what you expect from a child's book it, written in a kind of a poetry format. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and I can't read the author's name, <laughs> so I'll put it up on the Facebook page as well. Um, and I've read a number of poetry books recently, and again, I can't mm. remember the name of the author. Yeah, um, yeah. But this week's was all about daydreaming. Yeah, um, yeah. So those are quite short books, but then I have a longer books that I'm still mm-hmm. backing away through. And if, if listeners want to go into the Facebook page, it's Purple Psychology Podcast, right? Yeah, it's just Purple Psychology, yeah. Oh, Purple Psychology, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. And it's uh, you put up a lot of books and stuff in there as well, so if, they're, if they want to kind of... Yeah. Um, uh, if they want to even join my own Facebook page, because I constantly mm. put my Goodread accounts back to that, so yeah, people can yeah, see yeah. what I'm reading. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Any more on that, Nisha? Would you like to add anything to that? No, I don't think so. I think think there's a reasonable diversity there. That's why I tried to get Facebook to engage with it. So it wasn't just my ideas, it was other people's Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, thanks a million, Nisha. Talk to you again. Thanks, listeners. Talk to you again.